Okay, so today's daf is Kuf Kaf Aleph in Psachim. Technically, we're going to be pretty much getting to the end of the Masechet. We're going to save the last couple lines for the Siyum of uh, Firstborn. Uh, and we are 10 lines from the top of Kuf Kaf Amud Bet, where we left off yesterday that the Pesach, after Chatzot, Mitameta Yadayim. That's because in general, the rabbis made a rule, even though it's not a Deoraita, but once a, a Korban becomes Pasul, they, they basically made it... Uh, um, uh, a, a rabbinic tum'ah that's what mitamet hayadayim normally a tum'ah either it's all or nothing there's no such thing as mitamet hayadayim from, from the perspective of the Torah there's no such idea of, as an item that can make your hands tamay only your whole body could be tamay but this is when it says mitamet hayadayim it means it's a rabbinic uh, tum'ah that goes on the person once the Korban Pesach has passed chatzot now the assumption is that once it's passed chatzot it's basically in the category of notar which means it's leftover Korban passed its time right so this is obviously following the opinion that you can only eat the Korban Pesach until Chatzot. And that's exactly what it's going to say. Alma me Chatzot, havale notar. So the implication is that starting from Chatzot, it is notar, it is considered past its time. Man Tana, who is the Tana here? Amar Rav Yosef, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. It's really ben, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, which we know. The Tanya, as we learned in Abrait, the Vechlot, Abbasar Balayl Hazeh, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah Omer, Nehmar Khan Balayl Hazeh, Venehmar Lalan, Veavarti Beretz Mitzrayim Balayl Hazeh. When it talks about the Koban Pesach, it says you should eat the Koban Pesach tonight. And when it talks about Makat Bechorot, it says I'm going to pass through. Eretz Mitzrayim on that night, and we know that that was at Chatzot because that was the time when Makat Bechorot happened. Malahalan at Chatzot, Afkan at Chatzot. Just like when it comes to Makat Bechorot, we know it was at Chatzot. So too, we know with regard to the Korban Pesach, you can only eat it until Chatzot. That's according to Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah. Amar la Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva said, "Valon ne'mar chipazon, achat chipazon." Doesn't it say that you should eat it bechipazon? You're supposed to eat it in a rush and achat chipazon, meaning until the time that you're rushing out of Mitzrayim, which was until the morning. So Rashi says, um, or Rashi Bam brothers says that was the time that they were rushed to leave until uh, until dawn right so really the uh, really until dawn and Rabbi Lazar ben Azari he mentions here it doesn't mention in the Gemara here I don't think but the uh, but the Rashbam mentions that Rabbi Lazar ben Azari explains in Masechet Bachot that no the the Chipazon shel Mitzrayim that starting from Chatzot it was Chipazon it was rushing because the Egyptians were rushing to get the Jews out Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva is saying no it's the the speed of the Jews the Jews were in a rush starting in the morning because they weren't going anywhere all night uh, so Rabbi Lazar ben Azari says no it's Makat bechorot and the response of the Mitzrayim, that's really important, which is interesting. I mean, that's basically the difference between the two of them. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah is focusing more on Makat Bechorot and the response to Makat Bechorot, and therefore you eat the Korban Pesach up to Makat Bechorot when the Mitzrayim said, get out of here. And according to Rabbi Akiva, no, the, 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 the eating of the Korban Pesach was something for the Jews to do and leading up to their exit from Egypt. That has nothing to do with the Mitzrayim, and therefore it should be all night long. Okay, so then the question is, So then why does it have to say the word Balayla? If we, you know, the, the question is, why do you need a, uh, the additional... Uh, uh, the additional word Balayla that it's, that it's supposed to be tonight at that night be, uh, according, to, according to this if we know that it's at the time of Chipazon in other words if you have to you have to eat it in, in the time that you were rushing and rushing means until the morning so why do you need the word Balayla? He says because because you might have thought that it should be eaten during the day in other words the, 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 the thing is that normally when you, when you slaughter a Korban, when you bring a Korban, you can immediately eat the Korban. Uh, and, uh, it, it, and then the time starts ticking from the moment that, the, uh, that, that you slaughter the Korban. So it's logical to think, you know, normally you don't have to delay the consumption of a Korban. 
So if you bring a korban that day, you start eating it, and then you, the clock is ticking. You have then, you have the next night, you have the next day. Let's say for a certain korbanot, or you have that, or you have the day and the night for a certain korbanot. But you don't say wait until tonight for the clock to start. You don't normally say that, so you needed this pasuk of balayla to tell you that you have to wait till the night time. But then Rabbi Akiva, hi hazemayavidle. What about the word hazeh? Because Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah uses it to tell you that hazeh, just like the makat bechorot occurred at na- at chatzot at midnight, so too the korban pesach has to be eaten by midnight. But the word hazeh for Rabbi Akiva is, ex- is extra. So it says limaute layla acheru data. It's to tell you that there's no other night you can. He says, because look, what is really a Pesach? We've learned this before many times when we learned Korbanot, really. A Pesach is really a type of Shalamim, in the sense that a Shalamim is defined as a Korban that is primarily for the person to eat, for the owner to eat, and very little of it ends up uh, going to the, uh, to the Beit HaMikdash. You just you know, put the blood and the fats and whatever on the Mizbech, but mainly you take all of your Korban Pesach to eat it. Right? That's, so it's like a Shalamim, really. And normally, what's the rule of a Shalamim? You bring a Shalamim, you have the day that you bring it today, let's say. So you have Monday, Monday night, and Tuesday. Right? Shinei Yamim. Two daytimes, one nighttime. So maybe you would think, okay, Korban Pesach is hafuch. It's the opposite. Two nighttimes, one daytime. Right? Because since you start eating it at nighttime, maybe you would think that, okay, nighttime, daytime, nighttime. Just like a regular shlamim is day, night, day. This is night, day, night. So that's why it has to say, Hazeh, only the night. So that's why he says, you might have thought we'll put the nights in the place of the days. So therefore the Torah says, Hazeh, meaning only one night. This is a unique korban that has a very limited time frame. It's the most limited time frame that you could have for any korban. Even the next most strict korban, Kodshe Kodashim, are more lenient. Because Kodshe Kodashim is Yom Balayla. Right, so in other words, if they bring Kodesh Kodeshim, a Korban Chatat, Kodesh Kodeshim, and Ola is obviously not eaten, but Chatat, let's say, for a, is a, you know, or Asham, that the Kohanim eat, they have Yom Velayla, the day that it was brought in the night after. The Korban Pesach is the most strict in the eating, yeah. only that night, that's it. Right, so he says from the word Zeh. So now he says, Rabbi Elazar ben Azayah Amalach, and Rabbi Elazar ben Azayah will tell you, Milototirat Boker Nafka, that how do we know that you don't get an extra? Rabbi Akiva wants to say that the reason why it says Balayla is to tell you that you can't eat it for more than just that night. You can't do night, day, night, right? He says, No, you learn that from Milototirat Boker Nafka. You learn that from you can't leave it over till the morning. So what does the extra word Balayla Hazet tell you? Not only can you not leave it over to the morning, you have to even finish it before that. By Chatzot, according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. Okay, so then the question is, Hava Amina. So, so all right, so for Rabbi Akiva, what does Rabbi Akiva say? Um, that... Uh, uh, that milot uh, v'rabbi akiva nafka right? V'rabbi Akiva malach, ilo katav achmana hazeh, Hava Amina my boker, boker sheni. Rabbi Akiva said, no, because it says you shouldn't leave it over to the morning, but you might think again that you're allowed to eat the Korban Pesach the first night, this, the first day, and then the second night, just like any other Korban that gets three time slots, any other Shlamim gets three time slots. And maybe when it says, don't leave it till the morning, it means the third day. 
you know, or you know, uh, meaning that you slaughtered it on uh, on on Monday, and then and then that night you could eat it uh, Monday night and Tuesday day and Tuesday night, and then by Wednesday that's what it means. You shouldn't leave it until Wednesday. Maybe that's what it means. That's what you need. But Rabbi Lazar to say you can't do that. But but Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah will tell you. Rabbi Lazar omela amalach kolechad dekatava boker boker rishon. We always assume that boker means boker rishon the first morning. So in other words, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Akiva are arguing whether this extra word balayla is just to limit it to that night, but you get the whole night, or whether it's actually limited even further, only up to midnight. And Rabbi Lazar says, Rabbi Lazar says only up to midnight. Rabbi Akiva says uh, all night. And you could see that this Mishnah is siding with Rabbi Lazar because it's saying once you hit midnight, it becomes Tamei Banan. And you see that throughout the Mishnayot, there are some Mishnayot that represent Rabbi Akiva's opinion and some that represent Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah's opinion. And we, you see that throughout the uh, Throughout the Shas, it's a machloket. And it's even a machloket among Rishonim. What do we hold? Do we hold like Rabbi Akiva? Do we hold like Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah? And that's why some people are very strict to eat afikoman. They try to eat it before Chatzot because it symbolizes the Pesach, which we're about to see. Right? Amar Rava. Rava says, Achal Chatzot, That if a person eats matzah after Chatzot nowadays, he's not going to fulfill his obligation because the matzah is standing in the place of the, um, standing in the place of the Korban Pesach. And, uh, and, and therefore it, it won't count. So that, in other words, he's talking about really the, he, like, uh, uh, the, uh, afikoman matzah, obviously, because he's, he's saying that, uh, you won't fulfill that because the regular mitzvah matzah is independent of the Korban Pesach and nothing to do with the Korban Pesach. But the afikoman matzah, which is symbolizing the Korban Pesach, he's saying you're not going to fulfill your obligation, uh, without the, uh, unless you do it before, by chatzot. And uh, he says, It should be like really like the Korban Pesach, so that's obvious. But it says, Because once the, uh, the, because since the Torah took it out of that, uh, of that hekesh, of that relationship. Rashi says, Rashbam says, Lechovat matzah b'layla rishon, mehekesha dakshe rachmana kepesach, v'haikrad al matzavorim yochlu. Once you see that the Torah tells you that there's an independent mitzvah of uh, of uh, eating matzah separate from the Korban Pesach. So you say, okay, so there's no relationship to the Korban Pesach. So therefore it says, no. You see that when the Torah brings it back, it brings it back fully. So what does the Bashbam says? He says what it means is, because it says that in the evening you have to eat matzah. So what does that mean? So he's saying that actually according to this, even the, the, the matzah that you eat, uh, not just the afikoman, but all the matzah would be the same rule. That since you're, that, that even though the Torah, since the Torah introduces the idea of, uh, of matzah in connection with the Korban Pesach, and you might have thought that it's only with the Korban Pesach, but then it comes back, it says, no, 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 even when you don't have the Korban Pesach, you eat matzah, saying still that obligation mirrors what it would be in the time that you had a Korban Pesach, meaning only until Chatzot. So according to that, he's saying even the main matzah, not just Afikoman like people do, they're worried about Afikoman before Chatzot, but they, they're saying, no, actually the mitzvah of matzah has to be done according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah before Chatzot as well. And you can see that Tosafot here discusses what is the halakha lemaaseh, whether, uh, whether we hold that or not, and uh, he says there are some Gemarot that go with Rabbi Elazar ben Azar. He says, Yesh Mepharshim, the, the Tosfot on the top says, Yesh Mepharshim de Kachalacha. 
Right? You, some people say that this is the halacha, that, that Korban Pesach has to be eaten before Chatzot, and therefore Matzah has to be eaten before Chatzot, not just the Afikoman that is the symbolic Korban Pesach, but the whole thing, because since the two are connected, they have to be before Chatzot, even the Matzah does. It says, but the problem is that there's other places in Shas where it seems to side not with uh, uh, Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, but with Rabbi Akiva. So, um, so he discusses the... Uh, he, he, he discusses that issue of what the halacha lema says. In the end, you have a machloket <coughs> between the, um, also between the Rishonim, whether it is, uh, whether it is, uh, whether we follow Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah. That's why most people, they try to finish all the matzah before, uh, before chatzot. Uh, to fulfill what Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah says, but there are some that say no, that all the way till the morning is also acceptable. The way we, the way we do it yeah. at the center, the understanding is you're going to have matzah before you yeah, have a For sure. Why, regular matzah, so right. why do we even need to discuss regular matzah? Right. Afikoman is the last thing, and of course, you said there is the difference. Right. So, you're late, you're late. Yeah. So what's, what's right, the so he's saying that according to Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, even if you, if you delayed past chatzot, even to eat your first matzah, that would be bad. Saying you wouldn't get the mitzvah. Leaning your rent. Let's say, let's imagine a situation. Uh, you, your wife gave birth and you came back from the hospital and you didn't start the uh, you didn't start the seder till eleven p.m. I'm just you know. So uh, so you, so then you you start and you you have to eat the matzah before chatzot is saying because it's not just afikoman that people focus on that because that's usually when you're running late. But it's saying even more. It's saying not just the matzah that we quote unquote symbolize the korban pesach with. He's saying it's more than that. He's saying since the matzah is connected to korban pesach, even though the Torah then comes along and says that there's an independent obligation of matzah for the uh, uh, you know even when you don't have korban pesach, it didn't take away the fact that it's supposed to be linked to the korban pesach in concept, and that would mean that it has to uh, that that you have to eat it before before chatzah, which is very interesting because it's even the, the way that the Torah kind of seems to. Play Play both sides of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, both sides on it because in, so, in some places it seems like the matzah is only there to accompany korban pesach, and in other places it says matzot separately. And I think that one of the things you see is that even when you're eating matzah, like nowadays without korban pesach, the idea of the korban pesach is still there. In other words, the matzah is still linked to the concept of korban pesach, even when there's no physical korban pesach. And, and meaning even the matzah that you eat at the night of the uh, seder nowadays of the mitzvah is connected to the korban pesach yeah. because you see that uh, that even here he's saying that the, the the time frame for the matzah would be would be connected to the korban pesach even though it's an independent obligation because it's related. In other words, the the, the what we saw before that Rava argued with. Her, if is not a question of whether the matzah is connected to Korban Pesach or not. It's a question of whether you need physical Korban Pesach for the matzah or not. Rav Achabar Yaakov is saying that in order to have the mitzvah deoraita, you need a physical Korban Pesach. Otherwise, it's the Rabbanan. And Rav is saying, no, as long as there is uh, an obligation of Korban Pesach, the mitzvah of Korban Pesach is there, even if we can't fulfill it, and the matzah is, is, would be as if it's connected to the Korban Pesach, even though... Um, the Quran Pesach is not there. And it's, it's similar to, there's a Pasuk that actually sa- hints to that because it says, It's in, it's in uh, Parashat Re'eh, actually. In it says, It's a very strange Pasuk. It says, It says, Don't eat on the Quran the Pesach with Chametz. Right? So that we understand. You're supposed to have your Chametz gone. But then it says, For seven days you should eat it with, with Matzah. What do you mean for seven days you should eat it with Matzah? You can't eat the Quran Pesach for seven days. You're only allowed to eat it one night. 
What do you mean, It shows you that the idea of eating matzah is connected to the Korban Pesach the whole seven days. It's supposed to be keeping the concept of the Korban Pesach, that Hashem is the, is the creator, the idea of you know, recognizing Hashem's mastery of the world. That's the idea of the, the matzah, even after the Korban Pesach is gone. And so too, even when we don't have a physical Korban Pesach, it's still connected. But it's interesting, this Gemara really supports that idea. Now, the Pigul Vanotar Metameta Yedayim. So Pigul Vanotar, make your hands Tameh. And as we said, whatever it says Metameta Yedayim, it's always rabbinic, because there's no such concept as hands being Tameh and the rest of the person being Tahor in b- biblical uh, halacha, only rabbinic. So it says, You said one, one said, each said something. We don't know who said which thing. It's not going to matter that much in a second as we're going to say. One said, Because of the people we suspect of the Kohanim, meaning that they do a bad job. Right? One says, The reason why they made it Tamei is because to punish the Kohanim. Because the Kohanim, we suspect them of doing a bad job. We'll see why. And, uh, and therefore, by making it tamay and ru- making, ruining their day, by making their hands tamay, that now they can't eat the, korba, the korbanot and things like that, we want, we want to punish them. That's one. And one says because of the lazy kohanim. Okay, so because so, so we're going to come back to this in a second. So now it says one said a kazayit and one said a kabetza, meaning one said a kazayit is the amount that conveys to Amidurabanan of pigul or notar. Pigul is when the Kohen has the wrong intention, right? Yeah. When he makes the korban. Notar is when the, the meat is left over physically past the deadline, right? It has nothing to do with the initial intention. But they both create tumah. Does it create tumah in a kazayit or a kabetza? So now we turn to kufkav alef amud alef, chad tanea pigul, chad tanea notar. Okay, man One of them was talking about the pigul case. One of them was talking about the case of the notar. In other words, when you talk about the man In other words, the, the one is that we are the chashdekiuna means the suspect kohanim, suspect of doing bad. Okay, so Rashbam says gazru chachamim in other words, let's say they don't like, they see the guy who's coming to bring his Korban Pesach or whatever Korban. It doesn't have to be Korban Pesach. It's true of all of them. And they say, oh, I, I hate that guy, you know? I, I, don't, I don't like that guy. So I'm going to say, oh, sorry, I made a mistake. I had the wrong thing. I made a pigul of your Korban. Sorry, you're going to have to bring another one now. Right? So he's, he's, he's going to do it on purpose to ruin the guy's Korban and give him a hard time. And then what's going to happen? The hands of the, uh, now of the, of the coin will be Tamei. And now he's, like, he's going to be disqualified. Everything he touches is going to be disqualified. So they wanted to make a deterrent that he's not going to do that kind of thing to create pigul on purpose. Because he, uh, you know, they wanted to make it to, to de-incentivize creating pigul. Because otherwise the guy can just, he sees the guy that he hates from the neighborhood. And he's going to ruin his korban and say, sorry, buddy, uh, there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, he knows he won't be able to eat it because it's pigul, but at least his hands, you know, won't become tamay. But the rabbis made it tamay in order to, uh, so to speak, uh, punish him for that. That's, uh, the, and the lazy kohanim is notar, meaning if they, if they are being slow in doing what they're supposed to do, eating the korbanot, offering them, eating the korbanot, it's going to become notar. So I'll say, okay, so it became notar, so big deal, so we got left over, we don't care. Well, we didn't get around to it. It's okay. It says, no. It's like, it's like, you know, restaurants that they waste a lot of food sometimes, you know, because they don't, they don't, uh, they're not efficient, let's say, or stores are not efficient and they, a lot of things goes to waste, right? So it's saying because the, they weren't efficient and things went to waste, that's going to make their hands tummy when they touch it. So now it'll be a, a, a deterrent to them leaving things over because they don't want to make their hands tummy and then it's going to make other things uh, uh, tummy as well that will, uh, you know, that will ruin it for them. So the, um, so the point is that these are deterrents. One is for Notar, one is for Pigul, and it's for Pigul. It's to stop them from doing anything devious, 
right? And in the case of Notar, it's to stop them from being inefficient by saying their hands will be tamay namat. Now, the, uh, furthermore, Chadamar Kazayit, Chadamar Kabitza. What's the difference? Why would you say Kazayit or Kabitza? Mandamar Kazayit ki isuro, Mandamar Kabitza kitum ato. The question is, what did the rabbis impose this rabbinic? Uh, on a kazayit or a kabitza. A kazayit would be ki isro, like its prohibition, meaning if you eat, how much notar or how much pigul do you have to eat of that meat to violate the prohibition of eating notar pigul is a kazayit. So it might be that the rabbis would impose that rule of tum'ah on a kazayit. On the other hand, normally tum'ah of foods to generate tum'ah has to be at least a kabitzah. So it could be that they would only impose it when it's at least the quantity that would normally be subject to tum'ah in a, a regular case. So that's a machloket between Rav Huna and Rav Chisda. But the idea is that these tum'ot were all imposed in order to deter the kohanim from doing a bad job, one way, either intentionally or Unintentionally. Now we get to the last Mishnah of the Masechet. Be'oech Birkat Pesach Patar Shel Zevach. Be'oech Shel Zevach Lo Patar Et Shel Pesach. So now we have. It. Remember, there are two korbanot at the side. There, one is your korban Chagiga. One is your uh, korban uh, Pesach. So when a person blesses on the korban Pesach, so according to Rabbi Shmuel, if he blesses on the korban Pesach, so that's going to cover also the Chagiga, because the Chagiga is considered to be secondary to the Pesach. However, if he says, if he blesses on the Korban Chagiga, it's not going to cover the Pesach. We'll see what this means in a second. Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi, that's Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Akiva Omer, Lo says, no, neither one covers the other one. They're two independent mitzvot with independent brachot, and one cannot cover the other one. Now, what does Rashbam say? He says, Birkat Pesach or Birkat Zevach. These brachot are mentioned in the Tosefta, Okay? And what is for a regular Koban? Right? So it's talking about the Chagigah that you eat at the dinner time. Right? So, so the question is, if you set a Bacha on the Koban uh, of the, uh, the Koban Pesach, will that cover also the Chagigah? Or you have to say a separate Bacha also on the Chagigah as well. Now the assumption here is that uh, the assumption here is like what the Rambam says basically that at the beginning of the meal you would have some Korban Pesach and then you would conclude the meal with Korban Pesach because otherwise why would you be saying a Bacha on the Korban Pesach before the Korban Chagigah? It doesn't make sense, right? The point is if you make the Bacha on the Korban Pesach it will cover for the Chagigah at the, at the beginning of the meal when they would first start out that they would have like some of the Pesach first and then they would leave it and they would conclude with it too, right? So, so they, they do have a little bit in the Yeah, they would have a little bit in the beginning. The Rambam says that they would have a little bit in the beginning. So the um so the uh so th- that would make sense with this idea that they made a bacha, right? On the on the two. So the way that we have it is berech birkata pesach. If that it's a question of the language of the korban. It's a question of the language. So in a if you there are two ways of reading the Mishnah basically. Either it means berech Al Pesach which means that they had some korban pesach in the beginning, and they said the bacha on it, and that covers the the chagiga also because it's a, it's considered tafel, it's secondary to the korban pesach, right? In that case, you have to assume that they had some korban pesach in the beginning. But another way of reading it is it, it's not talking about the order that they actually did it in; it's saying which bacha you used. In other words, if you take a Korban Pesach and you say, uh, if you take Chagigah and you say, Asher Kiddishanu B'mitzvodah V'tzivanu, Al Pesach. Does it count? 
Like what he was just saying, right? The bachal, or lechola pesach, rather, right? Is it going to cover it or not? So the way that the Rashbam is interpreting it is saying it's about the bacha. You use the wrong bacha. You said birkata pesach on the chagiga. So not that you actually had korban pesach in the beginning. And you are covering the Chagat, saying that you, you don't have to say that, like the, even though the Rambam does say that, but you don't have to say that. What, you, what, you have to, what you're saying is that if you chose the wrong Bacha, like you said, Chakol on, a, uh, on an apple, right? So you said, instead of saying Lechol Zevach, you said Lechol Pesach on the Chagiga, which you ate first. Does that count? Right? So Rabbi Akiva says they're two totally different Bachot, so neither one will count for the other one. It's saying on the Tilat Lulav, on the Shofar, it doesn't work. Right? It's not the same thing. According to Rabbi Ishmael, no. If you said Al-Achilat Pesach or you said Lechol Pesach on the Chagiga, it's okay because Chagiga is coming along as part of the Pesach. So you basically, basically it's a... It, it comes, mistake? Yeah, by mistake, by mistake. So he's saying... You have to say the right one. But he's separate. Right, right. So he's saying, but it would, it, would, it would cover because the Chagiga is considered secondary to the, uh, to the Pesach. Right? So that's, that's what Rabbi Ishmael is saying. But it doesn't go the other way. So if you said the blessing of Lechol Zevach on the Korban Pesach, it won't work because, the, the, because it's, it's not secondary to the, uh, it's not under the category. Um, it's a separate entity. But if you said Pesach on the Chagigah, it would be okay because the Chagigah is just coming to uh, support the Pesach. Rabbi Akiva says, no, the, both of them are totally independent. Neither one covers the other one. It's like saying, you know, on Tfilin. It doesn't work. Right, so we, so now they so go. You have to eat it before before pe- matzah. Uh, no, 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 no. You first have hamotzi. So hamotzi doesn't cover it. Not a sher kedushanu b'metzvotav tivanu. No, you also say sher kedushanu b'metzvotav tivanu lechol maror. You know lechol maror. A sher kedushanu isn't covered by hamotzi. Only the you wouldn't have to say shakol on the meat, let's say, because you said hamotzi. But you would no, still say. Like yeah, because covers all the shakols in the meal. Right, but you're not talking about shakol. We're talking about the berkata mitzvah here. Right, we're talking about Asher Kiddushan of Mitzvotav. It's not going to be covered by the... By the yeah, you say Al Achilat Maror also. Al Achilat Maror, Al Achilat Matzah. On the same note, why don't we say Le'echol Matzah? Al Achilat Matzah, that's a whole long discussion. Why, when do you say Al Achilat? Or you say Le'echol, it's really complicated. There's a whole long discussion about that. There's so many different different exceptions. It's like, in the end, you can't really get what the rule is. It's like, there's so many different exceptions. The Rambam lists all different exceptions. Yeah, it's like there's too many exceptions. It's it's hard to see why, like uh, some of them. So one one they say, well, if another person can do it for you, you say Al, but nobody else can eat for me. So why, you know, it's it's, it's tough. It's it's not simple. Anyway, so it says What this is talking about is this: it's a special din, a special rule by the. Korban Pesach, that instead of Zrika, normally a Korban, you throw the blood on the altar. Korban Pesach, you stand next to the altar and pour it. Okay? So it's saying that, uh, and this is a machloket that uh, the Rajbam brings. Sham ina le Rabbi Ishmael, damar de Pesach beshvicha velo bezrika. You're not allowed to do Zrika with the Korban Pesach. It's actually a machloket if you could, but he's saying you're not allowed to. Right, you have to pour it out directly on the mizbeach. You don't throw the blood. So therefore, since Rabbi Ishmael says that, right, uh, what, what you see is that uh, it says 
that Visham Itle, I'm reading from the Rashbam, Bimatnitin Damar Bibirkata Pesach, who nifta Bibirkata Zevach, Veno nifta Vishal Pesach, Bibirkata Zevach, Amor Meata Nitabizrika, Gonshaz Vachim, Shindobishvichak, Pesach Yatza. In other words, what he's saying is you could consider a Chagiga like the Pesach, because also if you just poured the blood of the Chagiga on the altar, it would be like the same thing as the Pesach. So really, the Chagiga and the Pesach are the same, because if you did to the Chagiga what you did to the Pesach, it would be okay. But if you did to the Pesach what you're supposed to do to the Chagiga, it wouldn't be okay, because if you threw the blood instead of pouring, it wouldn't be okay. So that's what he's saying. It's a one-way street. So therefore, if you said the Bracha of Pesach on the Chagiga, it would be okay, meaning... Just like if you did the avodah of the Pesach to the Chagigah of pouring out instead of throwing, it would be okay. But it doesn't work the other way around. If you did the, uh, if you did the uh, avodah of the, of the Chagigah on the Pesach, it wouldn't work. So therefore, if you did the, the Bechah of the, of the Chagigah on the Pesach, it wouldn't work. That's the way that, that's the way that Rabbi Shmel goes. But Rabbi Akiva says, no, they don't, neither way works with either one. So even though you have to do, uh, uh, even though uh, everyone, according to Rabbi, uh, except uh, Rabbi Yosei agrees that you have to pour out the Korban Pesach, uh, blood on the uh, on the altar. Still, he's saying neither one can be exchanged for the other. In other words, if you did the chagiga and you poured it out, it's no good. If you did the korban pesach and you threw it, it's no good. In other words, he's saying since the avodot are totally independent and could never one be substituted for the other, so therefore the bachot also can be substituted one for the other. So according to Rabbi Ishmael, that technically, if what you did to the chagiga what you did to the pesach, it would be good. If you poured instead of throwing, it would be good. So therefore, if you say the bachav uh, of, uh, of the Korban Pesach on the Chagigah, it would also be good. But according to Rabbi Akiva, it doesn't work that way. If you poured out the blood of the Chagigah on the altar, it wouldn't be good. And if you threw the blood of the Pesach onto the altar, it also wouldn't be good. So since the Avodot are totally distinct, the Bachot also have to be totally distinct, and one could not cover for the other, and that's the Machloket between them here. But it's not that, uh, it's not that one of them says that, you're, that you throw the blood of the Korban Pesach, because that only one Tana holds, and nobody else holds that. Everyone else holds that. They pour it. And remember, they had like a, uh, they had the assembly line, where they handed the blood down the line, poured it out, handed the, the you know, then they would hand the vessel back along the assembly line to do it as, as efficiently as possible for all the Korbanot. Okay, so